Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us become conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education and director of Go Teach Global. Jim, in your text, Men Alive, you identify 12 primary rules a man may fulfill in his lifetime. From your observations, are there any biblically-based transcultural attitudes or actions that would be universally applicable in any country, in any culture, at any time in history? I would say yes. The Bible teaches in Romans 12:18, if possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. But we know from our life experiences, some people are difficult to live with and almost impossible to love. They have ideas, beliefs, attitudes, mannerisms, appearances, or just a cynical sneer that drains our love for them. Is it possible to be at peace with these people? Paul, help us understand some Latin here. What's the difference between a response and a responsibility? The word response comes from the Latin spondere, meaning to promise. A response is a way to act in fulfillment of a pledge. Responsibility is an obligation or a promise that a person has to fulfill that in turn makes him accountable to someone for his action, behavior, or assigned task. Jesus said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. John 14, 15. We are responsible to God, our Heavenly Father, and our Creator. We are to show God that we know how to live with one another as He planned. He gave us the Holy Spirit to help us have the grace and wisdom and the love to do it. In Isaiah 55:11, the Lord says, It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. Here's what I propose to do with our listeners. I will read a Bible verse that tells us what our response or responsibility is supposed to be, and then offer a suggestion related to it. I find it interesting that the attitudes and actions are often parallel to the characteristics of an elder. In essence, Christian men are to develop or aspire to attain the godly character of an elder. Ready? The first eight are internal responses or attitudes we are to have towards one another. We are to love them. John 13.35 says, By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. We are to show love to all men with an encouraging word or action that is said or done without any selfish motive. Second, pray for them. 1 Timothy 2.1 First, I urge that entreaties and prayers and petitions and thanksgivings be made on behalf of all men. Notice our prayers are to be specific. Ask the Lord to bring our life and the life of others into accordance with His will as revealed in Scripture. Desire the best for them. 1 Thessalonians 5.15 See to it that no one repays another with evil for evil, but always seek after that which is good for one another and for all men. Decide what is best and consider ways to help make it happen. Praise God for them. Ephesians 5.20 
always giving thanks for all things and all people made in the image of God in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to God the Father. Give God praise for each person in your life, especially those in that hard-to-love category. Next, do not judge them. Romans 14.13 says, Therefore, let us not judge one another anymore, but rather determine this, not to put an obstacle or a stumbling block in a brother's way. Ask God to forgive you first and then help us to stop being judgmental to one another. Be at peace with them. Hebrews 12.14 says, Pursue peace with all men and the sanctification without which no one will see the Lord. Show others how to have a heart at peace matched with a home at peace, so we may pursue a community at peace. Forgive them. Colossians 3.12 and 13 So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. The greatest victory is to forgive, remembering that forgiveness comes first. It brings the emotions back to zero. Reconciliation may come later as love and trust are rebuilt, but forgiveness is separate from reconciliation. And accept them. Romans 15.7 Therefore accept one another just as Christ also accepted us to the glory of God. Be willing to accept them with their differences and weaknesses. Let God change them into his image, the image of his son, Jesus of Nazareth. Now comes a number of external responsibilities that are beyond an attitude and require some kind of action. Before we go further, let me remind you, this is Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham. We will tell you more at the end of the program how to get in touch with our teacher. Avoid offending them. Romans 14.21 says, It is good not to eat meat or to drink wine or to do anything by which your brother stumbles. Whatever you know is offending them, if it is hindering their Christian faith, stop doing it. Then comes show respect to them. Romans 12.17 Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. Even if you disagree with them or their views, do it with respect for knowing God loves them and they are made in his image. Honor them. 1 Peter 2.17 says, Honor all men. Some young men want power. Some middle-aged men want prestige. Virtually all men want honor. So find appropriate ways to honor them. Be humble with them. 1 Peter 5.5 All of you clothe yourself with humility towards one another. Ask God to forgive our pride and then live and talk humbly towards them. Speak positively about them. James 4.11 and James 5.9 says, Do not speak against one another. Silence is better than negative talk, but a positive comment trumps silence. Be kind or gentle with them. 2 Timothy 2.24 plus Ephesians 4.32 says, The Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, 
but be kind to all, able to teach, patient when wrong, with gentleness correcting those who are in opposition. Patient when wronged with gentleness. That says it all. Do good for them. Galatians 6.10 So then, while we have opportunity, let us do good to all men and especially to those who are of the household of faith. What good thing can I do for others, especially fellow believers? Serve them. Galatians 5.13 and Ephesians 5.21 says, Through love serve one another. Consider how today would change if I thought of serving others in a loving manner. And encourage them. Hebrews 3.13 But encourage one another day after day as long as it is called today, lest any of you be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Encourage means to put courage in. Discourage means to take courage out. How can I encourage someone today who is ready to give up? Show hospitality to them. 1 Peter 4.9 says, Be hospitable to one another without complaint. I visited a friend's home in Africa for a few brief hours to relax before a meeting. My host said to me, I lived and studied in America. Various kind people invited me for lunch after church. They had a dining room in their home, but they took me to a public restaurant for lunch, not to their homes. What happened to hospitality? Hospitality does not have to be a feast. A simple piece of bread with a spread and a cup of tea is almost a universal form of hospitality. And be honest with them. Colossians 3.9 Do not lie to one another since you laid aside the old self. Lawyers talk about a witness doing a little E&E, meaning exaggeration and embellishment. Extra emphasis or expanding events beyond reality is in essence called lying. So let's remember to speak only the truth in love. Comfort them. 1 Thessalonians 4.18 Therefore comfort one another with these words. By nature, mothers are usually the comforter in a family. But men, we are to comfort with well-chosen, kind words rather than insensitive retorts. Counsel them. Galatians 6, 1. If a man is caught in any sin, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, looking to yourself lest you too be tempted. Counseling someone who has been foolish or stupid in their behavior takes an extra measure of grace unless we remember there is none righteous, no, not one. We are all sinners saved by the grace of a gentle, loving, heavenly Father. And last, teach them. Colossians 3.16 With all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another. Ask for wisdom before teaching and ask for even more wisdom before admonishing. The Bible is God's owner manual. The letters B-I-B-L-E could be written as basic instructions before leaving earth. The Bible is a spirit-directed guide on how a Christian is to function. When a relationship is not running smoothly or when an attitude is bent the wrong way or when an ill feeling is plugging the tubes, it's time to check the owner's manual and begin again. The Holy Spirit is like our internal technician. He practices preventive maintenance with our attitudes and actions so we become conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. There you have it, men. A quick walk through responses and responsibilities found in Scripture 
to show how we relate to other men. Jesus was described as being gentle and humble, full of grace and truth. These character qualities mentioned, if fully implemented with all we meet, would help us become more conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. The list sounds like the character qualities of Jesus himself. Dr. Jim has written a book compiling many insights and biblical principles related to the 12 primary roles of a man. Its title is the same as this radio program, Men Alive, Conforming to the Image of Jesus Christ. You can access a copy on Amazon.com or on GoTeachGlobal.com. For a printed copy of this program's teaching or with any questions you may have, email Dr. Jim. His address is menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. For more information, go to our website at www.goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks, on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to be men alive, conform to the image of Jesus Christ. <laughs>